Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back, everyone, to another Bible Conversations Podcast. We got Chris Carello here and Dan Lang. Um, excited for another study with everyone. Um, just another conversation. Uh, today, Dan Lang will be presenting a, a topic that, that he's been studying on. You know, the past two weeks, we've shared with y'all Chris's personal conversion story, and then uh, last week we shared my uh, personal conversion story. And, um, and you know, the just the story behind how we came to know Christ and how we came to uh, to believe in Him and uh, to be a follower of His. And so, uh, Dan, you're going to be talking about... Um, uh, why Christianity is is the only way to God. You know, um, we explained last week how there's a few different paths to Christ. Whether um, uh, you, you look at mine or, or Chris's, that there's multiple paths that actually do lead to Christ. But uh, I think what you're going to get into here um, in our study today um, is that Christ is is the way. He, he is the way, the truth, and the life. So, uh, Dan, I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, thank you, Dylan. Um, we're we're you guys had great conversion stories. I just love listening to them and the way you guys explain them. And as you said, Dylan, uh, they're different. They're obviously both different, but they both end in Christ, and that is really the the question we're going to be addressing here. Is is that the only way? Is Christ the only way? Uh, I think this is a, a great, uh, just everything that has been set up to now is uh, perfect in, in the way it's precipitated and come to this conversation. You know, Chris talk about his experience coming from the outside, uh, Dylan in the inside. In other words, what I mean is, you know, being raised up in the church, among the church, and both of you finding yourselves in that watery grave of baptism that Paul describes in Romans 6. So uh, some might say, however, that, uh, well, those are great conversion stories, right? But that's not the only way. There's a lot of religious ideas out there, a lot of religious beliefs and, and paths. Uh, some even will say, you know, all religions are paths to the same mountaintop. Uh, have you guys heard someone? Uh, I wanted to ask you, even just as we start here, what are your experiences with um people who who have this kind of idea that well there's there's all these different roads but they all lead to the same destination uh, yeah uh, i mean that's yeah, you, that's something i've heard actually a lot um you know and and the basis for that thought process it comes from the the fact that um jesus is is loving that the the god that we serve is a loving god and so um you know he he wants to accept anyone who makes an effort to, to love him. And so, um, mm-hmm. that thought process that, you know, what, whatever religion that you're in, whatever, uh, church you go to, it's just a different path to the same mountaintop that everyone's on. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that right <laughs> out there. I, I don't think that, um, there are different paths to the same mountaintop. I think, uh, Jesus is very clear when he says that he is the way, um, Chris, did you have anything to add to that? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to derail this, but I, I actually used to be one of those people. Um, mm-hmm. And that was during the time that I was agnostic. You know, I used to 
well, it doesn't pertain to me, so why are we bothering with it? You know, that type of thing. Or, you know, well, the the God of Islam and the God of Hinduism, and they're all the same thing. It's just a different way of saying it. And it, I used to be that person, so I, mm. I do understand that, uh, unfortunately, more than I would like to. Uh, but I think in some ways it's probably a good thing that I understand it the way that I do, as I can, you know, help to refute that. So... Do you think, Chris, that was just kind of an easy way for you to not have to look into it or just, was that just your way of dismissing it, you think? What what kind oh, of led you to do that? Just yeah, kind very, of just lump them so. all together and say, oh, yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, very much so. It, it, it was a way to justify my actions as I was without having to change mm. anything. Like that's, mm. and that's the bottom line, right? People that, that choose to follow Christ are choosing to change their lives. People who... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and when I say follow Christ, I mean genuinely follow Christ, right? I don't mean, you know, you only go to church on Sunday morning and you, you know, say the prayers when everybody else says prayers and you mouth the song words and, you know, you go back home and the rest of the week you're not doing anything related to Christ. That, that's not what I mean. I mean genuinely following Christ. You're sacrificing. That's what it is. You know, those mm-hmm. who those who pick up their cross and follow him. You know, you got to leave stuff behind. You got to get rid of stuff in your life. That's, that's part of, that's part of being a Christian. Yeah. And so, you know, when you accept other religions as acceptable, you're just, in my eyes, the way that I did it was just finding a way to justify the way that I was living my life without changing anything. You know, well, they're all the same anyway, so why would I follow one? (laughs) They, they all, they all have faults and flaws and issues. So I'm not going to follow any of them because, you know, why would I? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a way to get around it without, without actually paying attention to it. Hmm. That's so interesting that you, you, uh, you acknowledge that. That's awesome too, that you just share that with us. Cause you know, we were, we were studying about this last night in our Wednesday night apologetics class here at the killer church. And, um, one of the points I, I shared with everyone was, um, you know, one of the things I think we'll see as we look more into this question, you know, why should Christianity be accepted as the only way to God? Why, you know, it, uh, what I wanted to show is that well, part of the reason, the main reason is because all the other paths, uh, including this one, this idea, and that's the thing, this is a religious idea. This is a religious path. This idea that we can just, oh, let's just lump them all together, right? Let's just take all the religions, put them together. Uh, that is a religion in of itself, isn't it? I mean, that is a path. And um, what I wanted to show everyone is, you know, I think we can see from Scripture that uh, when we do that, we are actually choosing to rebel against God, or uh, rebel might not be a perfect description of every person. Some people probably very sincere, um, some people deceived maybe, or just not knowledgeable. Um, but I also wanted to show that the path itself, the path, is really, uh, once you start digging into it, it's it's infected, it's, it's dark, you know, there's... There's it's there there's it's a path that is not of the light. Well, you, and you use it attracts word, people like that who are trying to transgress, or it can attract that. Sorry. Yeah. So you use the word rebel. Yeah. And I think that's a really good usage of the word. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you think yeah. back into, you know, the times of kings and queens, right, back in Scotland and England and places like this, you may have people living in the country, right, just farming, doing things that they're doing what they think and they believe is right. But it's still yeah. rebellion against the king. Just because yeah. they believe it, and they're, they're going to be very sincere about it, right? Just because they believe it's right doesn't mean that it's following the laws and guidelines that are laid out. And so even if someone is a fervent believer of what they're doing is right, and a fervent believer of what they're doing is God's commandment, well, if it's not God's commandment, then it is rebellion. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's, it sounds brutal to say it that way, but I think it's truthful. So anyway, those are just some thoughts that I had there. Yeah, I, I'll totally agree. You know, And I don't think you're saying, again, you're not questioning necessarily the person themselves. They might themselves be in their own heart and mind. Uh, saying, you know, this is, this is right. This is, and, you know, Paul even said I was, he, he did all things with a, a clear conscience, right? I mean, yeah, he said that, but like you said, that doesn't mean that it wasn't wrong. It wasn't even rebellion. It, the path, the path was, uh, against God, right? I mean, it's not what God wanted. And so therefore, yeah, you know, it is a, it is against God. Yeah, you have any thoughts, Dylan? Or no, I, I just want to add well. that um, you know the the phrase that you just used. Um, if it's not like what God wants, it's against God. You know, I think that really speaks to to everyone's life. I, I don't want to to pin this all on mm-hmm. um, you know Buddhism or or any other religion that we really don't see much around us here in America. Um, you know, the more yeah. old Eastern religions. Um, I don't want to just pin it all on that. There's Christians today um, who need to have that understanding of if I'm not doing actually what God wants, what what is right in the eyes of God in following him, then that is still wrong. Um, and, and I don't want to seem too preachy here as I'm yeah. talking, but um, I, I think that's just a, a self-evaluation that we all need to make. That am I actually doing what is right in the eyes of God. Am I, am I doing the will of God? And you know that by studying the scripture and studying, okay, what is the will of God? And I need to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Jesus said, right. I mean, it, you're not for me or against me, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, that's strong too. Uh, that's very strong, but that's what Jesus said. And it's a wake up call to all of us. We, we really do have to take this seriously, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can't, put this off. You know, we cannot put off spiritual matters and just be dismissive of them because in a sense, like what you even said, Chris, right? I mean, that is, that, that, that was a type of your rebellion even, you know, that you just, well, I'm not going to deal with this. Uh, I'm not trying to throw you under, <laughs> say no, your rebellion or anything, but yeah. No, I mean, it was, I, it's to, I think we got to call a spade a spade, you know? And I think yeah, a lot of yeah. times in, you know, in the world today, especially what we're living in today, right? We, we hesitate with saying something as an absolute Mm -hmm. because it comes across as everybody else is wrong, right? Yeah. Well, in this case, the one that we're saying is absolutely correct is God. Yes. We're not saying we are correct. 
We're not saying that what we're doing is correct or what we're doing is right. We're saying that God is correct. God is right. God is perfect. And we are doing our best to follow him. And I think that's something that we can definitively say. And if we look back at our lives and we realize that we have not done the best that we could, we need to be able to say that. Like if we, if we're not willing to say that, then we're lying to ourselves, if nothing else. And we're lying to God. Mm -hmm. I I love that you point that out because that didn't actually come to my mind, but that's, I love that you point that out, that, that this is what God is saying. Thus says the Lord, you know, this is not what we're saying. That that's, that's great. And you know, you kind of hit on something too. I think there's a lot of underpinnings in this whole thing. I, I wasn't necessarily trying to get into, but I, you know, kind of what you said about there's not an absolute. I think that's one of the underpinnings here too. Is that people don't think of religion the way they do, like arithmetic. You know that there's only one correct answer to to it. They understand that in math. You know, in math, you can be very close. Uh, to the right answer, but uh, one number off is still the wrong number, you know, it's still not right, and I'm not suggesting even that as you look at some of the other religions, I I think the number is very far apart, actually, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, but there's that idea out there, right, that uh, religion is just subjective, it's just whatever you believe, there's no truth that, that can be followed, and I think, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I think that's that's probably one of the big, big um, underpinnings here uh, that that is part of the problem. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, or, I mean, what do you think? The, the simple fact is um, it, it, any discussion like this needs to start with a presupposition that um, that God is truth. And, um, and that's mm-hmm. a whole different discussion if we want to... To try is, to talk yeah. about, hey, proving that um, that God is is the same God that, that we serve today, that was the God of, of Abraham, that was the God of Moses, you know, um, that that's a different discussion. Trying to prove, you know, which God sure. is true and which God has the facts, and and which God that you can prove is true, just like you can prove math is true, you know. Um, yeah. But once <laughs> you do have that understanding, um, then the conversation shifts to, okay, how do I know? what God's will is and, um, how can I prove that as a fact? And, and that comes from scripture. And so, um, it, it's kind of two exactly. different, uh, almost discussions, you know, that, that, um, <laughs> that we're trying to have here is as far as, okay, are we, are we trying to prove that the, the God that we serve is the God, the one that we can prove with facts, or are we trying to prove that, um, what we do in life needs to be the will of God. Do you see what I'm saying there? Oh yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to, I'm not trying to sidetrack us or anything. I'll, I got two points here that I want to make and keep the conversation rolling, but, uh, I, I just really love the the conversation that we're having. And, um, it, it's just I, real quick side note too. I was reading something the other day and this is very current, you know, and a statistic that said that, um, evangelical Christians, which is kind of like a, well, I won't go into detail about that, but um, basically, you know, evangelical Christians in a way profess to be uh, very devout followers of God, and uh, but they took a poll and they found like some 56% of them didn't believe that scripture was absolute truth, you know, that uh, God's, God's word, you know, and they, they felt they just couldn't be certain about it. 
well, man, you know, when when people start having that type of thinking, it's no wonder that we start having these conversations then about, well, they're just all kind of the same. You know, no one can really know what's right or wrong. And, you know, what I think we need to do, and I, I want to equip our listeners and um, uh, for these kind of conversations, um, and hopefully the conversation we're having as well can, can kind of... Um, just be an encouragement. But the, the main point that I, I'm trying to lead with here when we have this conversation is, uh, and there's different ways you could go about this, but when someone raises that uh, issue, you know, well, they're all just the same. I think one of the primary ways we can address this in a way that I think is going to be very effective and very conversational is we want to try to point out that Christianity is the only way because all other paths lead to a different God. And so what happens is then the conversation becomes about who God is. And I mean, who doesn't want to have a conversation about that? Who, who, I mean, who doesn't find that to be important? You know, we're talking about the God that you worship, and that's who we're talking about here. We're talking about people who worship God. Um, and that's very important. I, I can't think of anyone who's a worshiper of God who would say, well, God, who God is, that doesn't really matter to me. You know, it's, he's this or he's that. No, I mean, that's very important to anyone. Uh, who Who is the God that they worship? And guys, I mean, let's just be frank about it. Christianity has the greatest God. Yeah. The greatest God. <laughs> I mean, there is not a God that beats our God. And that's one of the reasons why we argue that Christianity is the only way, because all these other paths lead to a God that's inferior. And we can demonstrate that. We can demonstrate that. Um, yeah, well, um, Dan, you've got a good discussion, but I think we're going to uh, take a quick break real quick, and um, we'll jump right back into talking about our God versus um, all these other gods. Yes, this is a wonderful conversation, and we are going to get right back to it here after a quick 10, 15-second break. Uh, Stay tuned, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, welcome back. Um, you know, Dan, right before we took that break, you're about to really dig into the meat of this message. Um, so I'm going to hand it right back over to you. Yeah, so just, and just as a reminder too, I know we kind of got off on a lot of things to, that we could I'd love to explore, but, you know, again, we're here because we're, we're talking about the, we just had these conversations about our personal conversion story, and, and we noted the fact that as different as they are, um, you know, we all come back to the same place in the end, in Christ Jesus. And so as there are uh, those, however, who would argue, well, you know, that's those are great stories, but um, there's a lot of different ways to God, all these different religions. I mean, no, none of them, not one of them can be absolutely sure that they're the right one. And and so uh, we're all just really on these different paths. All these different religious paths lead to the same mountaintop. And so what I was going to get into here now is just um, I wanted to make uh, kind of a brief point here. I, I don't want to be too lengthy with it, but um, uh, my main argument here, and I think the conversation that we can have with others is that this, this great God that 
you know, Chris, Dylan, you, you all, and so many others uh, were led to and drawn to, and ultimately uh, you placed your uh, obedience and your trust in this great God uh, whom you now worship is not the God of these other so-called paths that uh, people say, well, they, they, they all kind of go uh, back to him. It's just not true. Um, think, about, think about the God of the Bible. You know, what are some, guys, what are some uh, characteristics, some big, you know, uh, unique attributes of our God that make him so great that immediately come to mind when you think about our great God? Well, some of the first ones for me is that um, he's omnipotent, you know, all-powerful. He's mm-hmm. um, omnibenevolent. He's all good. Um, he's omniscient. He's all knowing. Um, you know, and, and we know we literally read that God is love. He, I mean, he's all loving. So those are some of the really big ones, of course, that jump out to me as far as like God is all of this. He's powerful. He's knowing. He's um, omnipresent. He's always with us. He's all loving and he's all good. Um, that's the God that that we read about in scripture. Yeah. He's the, you know, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He is, uh, from before time and will be after time. God is, God is God. I mean, it's hard to, it's really hard to define God in any sort of, you know, words that we have today. And I think, you know, Dylan, all all of those words that you were using, you know, omnipresent, uh, omniscient, omnipotent, uh, you know, you even said omni, uh, benevolent, right? All of them start with the word omni, all. Mm-hmm. God is all. And, and I think that's, um, you know, it's, he, he himself says he is the great I am. And, you know, we, we can't define God the way that God should be defined. We can't do that justice. But, you know, but our God is everything. He's everything that we could ever need. And I think it's, you know, I think it's important that we, recognize that he's he's not we don't need multiple of him because one is everything mm-hmm. um, so anyway those are just some thoughts that that i had yeah those are i, I didn't know if you were going to be able to make any after uh, dylan took the omnis away from you <laughs> i mean those are he took the big ones <laughs> he did. that's all right but that's good and and actually some of the things you said um that uh, you know as you look at some of these other gods that uh, are de- are defined uh, by those religions, it becomes clear, wait, this isn't the same God. This, this is not the superior and great and awesome God that we read about in Scripture. Some that came to my mind, too, is uh, he is transcendent. You know, God stands apart from the creation. He He's not one in essence with nature, as we might say. That And I as we'll see, you know, that's that's really pantheism. That's the idea that God is of this creation, whereas we understand that the God of the Bible uh, upholds, he maintains the the creation, the created the world. Now, he is imminent. That's another word sometimes theologians use. The, he, uh, in other words, he exists apart from the created realm. That's his transcendent being, but he also pervades the entire universe. You know, he operates within. Nothing is outside of his reach. You know, he is literally holding it all up and sustaining it all, and it's all at his fingertips. But he's not of it. That's very important. You know, the God we worship is not of it. Uh, He created it. 
Um, and the, the other two I thought about is he's holy. You know, he's a God of, he's not of sin. He doesn't tolerate it. He doesn't approve it. He doesn't condone it. He's very merciful. Um, he's very just. He's very fair. Um, and, and so he has all these attributes, and they're not contradictory of one another. We kind of stand amazed and we say, wow, a God of wrath and a God of love? You know, it's it's amazing. It's like you said, Chris, it's hard to define God because he's all, you know, he's and it just blows our mind. How can he be all of everything? And I think that's kind of why, as you get into some of these other religions, you can see how um, they're very man-made, frankly, because it is hard for man to understand this. We just can't. We can't, we can't understand a God who can have all these attributes at the same time, you know? I've had, uh, you know, I had someone, I guess, explain it to me in a certain way that, um, you know, and it wasn't, obviously, no explanation of who God is is ever going to be good enough to actually define God. But, uh, you know, the way he described it was, you know, he, he asked me a simple question. He said, hey, do you feel anger at times? I said, yes. Do you feel love at times? Yes. Do you feel happy at times? Yes. And, and it started to kind of click, you know, we all as people, we feel these different emotions, we feel these different feelings. And, you know, we can feel multiple emotions or feelings at the same time. Well, God, in the same way, we mean, we are made in the image of God, right? Like we are made in the image of God. And so we take on some of those attributes, right? But God is all of those attributes. God is all of them in, in perfection. And so to me, that's that's a, a much easier way of understanding that is that, you know, just in the same way that I can be angry and, you know, and sad and, and happy and all of that within the same day, right? Well, so too can God, right? So that's that's a way that yeah. I've I've kind of helped to it's helped me to kind of understand that. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, let me just kind of, I'm going to go through some of these. It'll be kind of fun, you know, just go through some of these real brief, and then I'm going to close us out with a scripture. Um, and you guys just feel free anytime to interject and, you know, do, how does how do some of these gods make you feel? You know, these, these other gods, does, is this your god? So just kind of keep this in mind. But, um, you know, I have a couple notes here. Eastern religions, you know, and, and it's Western counterpart counterpart that's kind of hard word to say uh new age movement that's the new age movement you know that the new age movement was basically we didn't experience it you know uh it's kind of the 80s thing but uh it's definitely carried on today and this but that's just kind of the eastern religion of the western world um and you know they're very pantheistic pan means all theos god everything's god you know so the universe, you know, you ever watch, man, lately you watch some of these Disney shows, the, the universe told me, the universe moved me, you know, and you just kind of hear it everywhere. Um, uh, I'm not trying to call out Disney, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> love Disney, but, um, you know, you just kind of see uh, some of that today. Uh, Mother Earth, you know, nature is their God. And I think that's another discussion for another day, but, you know, um, it is this idea that God is in nature, you know, he's of it and, um, he's one with it in, in essence. Uh, but that's, that's not the God of the Bible. You know, the God of the Bible that we read is the creator, you know, God can't be the creation and the creator at the same time. You know, he's transcendent. He's above all and separate. 
He's not of it. Um, and that's awesome. That's an awesome thing for, for many reasons. Uh, you know, that, that our God is above and stands above and apart from this earthly uh, physical creation. Uh, Jesus said, you know, he's spirit. And it's just, I don't know how to understand that. But I just know that he's not of this world, you know. Um, a couple others here that I had animism. Ah, you guys ever hear that before? Animism. <laughs> I believe I've heard it, but you're gonna have to uh, refresh my memory. Well, I guess uh, these were some of the religious expressions of early American Indians, Australians, Aborigines, a couple other pre-literary cultures. Um, and uh, interesting enough, this would be another conversation for another day, but they do actually have some conception of one supreme God. But that gets into a whole other matter. <laughs> uh, that it, uh, Anyway, but generally they today they focus on spirit beings that, you know, indwell objects that are live stones, mountains, lakes, you know, special places and things, objects, you know, that, that their God indwells and uh, possesses, you know, certain powers, um, that you yeah. can wear, you know, and that influences your life, your marriage, you know, in essence, sickness. things, things become animated with God. Perfect. Right on. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know, but is that the God we know in scripture? You know, I mean, I remember Solomon saying after he built the temple, you know, even this temp, you know, even heaven and earth cannot contain you, you know, <laughs> yeah. our God is so big, you know. Um, one that comes Islam. Now, a lot of people do think that, you know, Islam, in some ways it is very close, uh, much closer anyway than a lot of other religions. But, um, and this is probably the biggest contender, so to speak. But, uh, you know, one of the big things, um, that, that Islam denies about God is what the, the, you know, the big, the big thing, the, the threeness, right? Yeah, the one threeness and oneness of God. That that's that's something they deny, and again, that's another trail, isn't it? But that's important, you know. I mean, that's extremely important. We can't even impress that upon ourselves and everyone who's listening. Just how important, extremely important that is. Uh, that concept is. It's it's revealed to us for a reason. It's not a matter of speculation. It's a matter of inspiration. You know, God reveals through to us through the Scripture that. He is three persons in one, you know, and that just blows, you know, blows your mind. Uh, you can't grasp it. You can't understand it, but that's the point. You know, the point is that God is bigger than you can even realize and imagine. And so um, this is a point for me that has always troubled me with Islam. It's one of the reasons I just can't, I can't swallow Islam because um, it, it is so humanly in my you know, in my thinking, it's, it's, it, it only conceives of what it thinks it can conceive of, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the point of the, the Christian teach. The Christian teaching says, hey, God is someone you can't conceive. That's how, that's why he's, that's how big he is. He's how grand he is. You can't fully conceive him. And so uh, that's something that, again, Islam doesn't lead to the true God. That's why we can't, it's not acceptable as another path. It leads to a different guy. It leads to a God who they call Allah. And 
uh, so, some people have observed, you know, in studying Allah, I haven't studied Allah a lot, but uh, some people have said, you know, he takes very little interest in his creation. He's generally very strict. He's aloof. You know, he's not very friendly. He's kind of distant. He's capricious. You know, he has sudden changes of mood or behavior, and he's kind of unpredictable. And he lacks things like the, I mean, they'll, sometimes they'll say that, well, he has these things, but you don't see it like you do in Scripture, you know, love and grace and forgiveness and holiness. You know, I mean, don't you guys think that's a, <laughs> this is dangerous. You know, that's dangerous to say all these paths lead to this. They, they don't. They yeah. don't, do they? No, I think one thing, you know, I've I've actually studied a little bit of the, uh, you know, the Islam holy book and not not to the extent that I am an expert in any sort of way, but, you know, even their creation story is different from the Bible, right? Like all of their stories, they may have similarities, yeah. but there are also differences, right? And so to say that it's the same is, is just not, it, it's not truthful to either yeah. side. Yeah. I mean, just think how how much does our culture and our our society today need to know a God who loves them, a God who is gracious to them, who who will forgive them of their sins. I mean, that's that's the people, that's the God that people need to know, don't they? What what do you think, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, you've already touched on how our God is is superior. How how Jehovah, the Great I Am, is superior to any other. Um, thing that people call their God. Um, but the important point is that, um, that we understand how he's loving and gracious and holy. Not, not just that he's more powerful because he is, but, um, that he's loving, gracious and holy because you, you don't get that kind of love, that kind of grace and forgiveness from an, an object that is supposed to be animated with God. You don't get that kind of, um, that love, (laughs) that, that grace and forgiveness from, from any other so-called, I put in quotes, God that, um, other religions try to put out there. And so, um, so you're right. No, they, they don't all lead to the same mountaintop. And, um, and that's the, the really, I think the summarization of what we're getting at here. Yeah, and I think that's a good place for us to start closing out. I don't want to take too much more time of uh, you know our listeners and you guys, but uh, uh, I like how you you kind of start you, you pulled some of that in and uh, with animism and uh, you know some of these others that that really is the main crux of it all. You know, um, it, it's about the God that we should know and we can know the God we can know and we should know. And the God that we'll love to know once we get to know him, you know, and yeah. we can only really know him mm-hmm. through this, this Christian path. Yeah. Well, Dan, we appreciate the study today. Um, uh, you know, it, again, uh, if anybody has any questions about this, um, reach out to us, send us an email, um, find us on Facebook, Bible Conversations, um, and send us a message. You know, we, we'd love for you to join the conversation and uh, to tell us what you think. So we appreciate everyone listening on.